if you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor viewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want a wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing What's in the box? on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This, this is, is the game, game of roses. roses. Welcome to the game of roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues coming at you. We are knee deep in Windeck, y'all. 
I don't know what that was. I was trying to do like a sports announcement thing. It came out almost like a Bill and Ted or something. I don't know. We're not allowed to talk about being knee deep in Windeckia until the round before Fantasy Suites clues. Don't you know? <laughs> you shouldn't even be thinking about Fantasy Suites right now. Don't say the word. That is correct. Because if you're saying it, then it means you thought it. That's right. This is the equivalent, by the way, of some baseball player or football player getting interviewed on ESPN a couple weeks into the season. And they start talking about like, well, I think we have a good shot at playoffs. And then the ESPN anchor is like, you shouldn't even be thinking about playoffs right now. You've still got regular season games to play. (laughs) Get playoffs out of your damn mouth. (laughs) Well, I think we got a good shot at the Super Bowl this season. You shouldn't even be thinking about the Super Bowl this season, Tom Brady. You shut your fucking mouth and you play your regular season games. And I don't even want to hear one peep about playoffs, the Super Bowl, and MVP. None of that. Shut up and touch down. That's right. And now we're going to shut up and do what we came here to do today. Twibbin. <laughs> and now we're going to shut up and keep talking about other things. <laughs> not this analogy to sports. We're going to shut up about this subject and change to a different one. Business. We have a limited edition green logo tote bag we are selling along with our other Gore logo shirt and mug at gameofroses.co. For the green tote, 50% of the proceeds will go to the National Network of Abortion Funds. Get them today for peacocking or whatever, you know, put it on your creature. That might be cute. Been seeing some great creature play people getting Game of Roses t-shirts for their creatures and wrapping them up in it. Love to see me a creature covered in gore merch. God damn, they're cute. Creature tots are the best. Indeed. And we will get to some creature play a little later in the game. But first, we are going to kick off this week in Bachelor Nation, as we always do, by discussing some element of the game that is currently in flux and how that relates to the overall game, where we're headed, what's happening right now. This is Game Game of of Roses. State of the game. The current state of the game is being dominated by an era that we call the Sauce Wars. This is the name we've given to the growing divide between players who uphold the false narratives created by the producers largely through the company podcasts like Bachelor Happy Hour and Clickbait, and the players who are brave enough to reveal the truth or the tea about their experiences in-game, especially where it relates to producer manipulation and deceit. And in between these two groups, we have identified what we call the fence players. These are players who haven't picked a side, who simultaneously benefit from having an ongoing relationship with the producers and from having an independent podcast at the same time, or any other kind of independent platform. These are players like Ashley Iaconetti, Ben Higgins on their Almost Famous podcast, Trista Rain, Bob Gingin-Guinea on their Almost Famous OG podcast, <laughs> Charlene Joint. A-Fog. A-Fog, right. As I call it. Yes. Charlene Joint is a fence player. She del- dispenses an amazing amount of tea on her podcast with her husband, and she also is now going to be hosting Bachelor in Paradise Canada. So she's very much one foot in the company world, one foot out of it. There's a lot of other ones, but this week, it seems like two players have been knocked off the fence and forced to decide which side of it they wanted to land on. And these are big players. By some metrics, the biggest players in the history of the game. Caitlin Bristow and Nick Vial are fence players no more. Pow, 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 pow. After a dust-up this week between Katie Thurston, Nick Vial, and his girlfriend, Natalie Joy, that eventually brought Blake Baylock Eye Horseman into the conversation, Bristow spoke to Horseman about it all on her podcast, Off the Vine. She called out Vial for his numerous contradictory statements and what she felt is an unwarranted beef between Vial and Baylock Eye. Clearly, Bristow and Vial are on opposite sides of the fence now, staring back at each other through the chain link. Or is it wooden slats? I don't know. What What is the fence in your mind? What does it look like? <laughs> it, to me, it's the Colton fence with a little chain link on top. Obvi- it has to be the. It has to be a white fence. Right. It is like a. <laughs> it can be hopped over, but. Well, as more and more players are choosing sides in various events that transpire within the nation, we find ourselves asking. 
What is going to be the next big issue that forces players to choose where they stand? What side of the fence they're on? What is the next battle in the sauce wars? It could very well be the conclusion of The Bachelorette season 19. The season is quickly shaping up to be the most overtly manipulated season in history. Despite Emperor Fleiss and the ABC marketing department spinning this season as two best friends finding love together, the truth is clearly that producers pitted Rekia and Wendy against each other purposely in an effort to destroy them. And it seems like all offense players will have to land on one side of this argument. We've already started to see it on the company podcast like Clickbait, who have already defended producer bullying of season 26 lead Clayton Eckert. And Caitlin Bristow herself recently tweeted her reaction to the season so far, quote, I effing hate this. Or F, I fucking hate this. Am I being dramatic? <laughs> I cannot believe they are doing this to these women and to the men. Hashtag The Bachelorette. I like how you tried to clean up Caitlin Bristow's tweet there. <laughs> you know, you can cuss on this podcast just to let you know. Ever since I heard Becca Kufrin use the phrase mind F, it is all I think about when I think the F word. That is sure. my mini scream this week. <laughs> Interesting. She's somehow censored your thoughts. Yes. We're going to cover all this, by the way, on Digging Deeper that's coming out Monday. You do not want to miss that one. We have clips from all these different podcasts where all of these different conversations are happening. We're going to break it down in extreme detail in kind of chronological order to, to really get to the bottom of the Vial, Bristow, Belakai, Joy, Thurston, Dust Up. Yeah, we're going to try to put a, an accurate timeline together. But, yeah. you know, things are developing by the minute. You know, it'll already be updated by the time we even produce it. And everybody is weighing in. Like we're seeing something now that I don't think has ever happened in the game, which is everyone has an opinion about all of this shit. Like why was clickbait talking about this? They have no skin in this game. It's because they have to now. I don't think like the, not that they're fence players. They obviously are corporate players, company players, but the fact that they had to come to Vial's defense in this means that they're claiming him basically on the company side of that mm -hmm. fence. They want him. Big get. He is a big get. Bristow now is on the other side of that fence. And it's interesting to see, you know, where all of this is going to wind up when you start getting down to, I think, where the rubber meets the road is season 19. Your opinions about that. When you've got Caitlin Bristow tweeting, I fucking hate this. I can't believe they're doing this to the, these women. Is she ever going to be hired again as anything in that franchise because she's saying this type of shit? I think she tweets this because she already figures she's not going to be. But I mean, even in like a, a guest type appearance, mm -hmm. if they do some spinoff shows, like would they have her come to be a judge on something or host a date or any of that? I guess it depends on whether they think that she's still a fence player or they think she's on a firm side of the sauce wars. Who do you think we are in the sauce wars, Clues? Like the the journalists? Yeah, we're like uh, conscientious objectors. No, we're like we're like the military intelligence, gathering all the data, <laughs> disseminating it to whoever's in the pit with us. The CIA? Well, no, I mean the CIA is like governmental intelligence. They're like their own entity. I don't know who the CIA is in this. That's probably like ABC or Warner Brothers, maybe. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure. We're we're like military intelligence for the opposition, for the, the rebel fighters, you know? I don't know what's going to happen with this season of Windekia, but I do firmly believe all players are going to be made to take a choice, to, to make a choice, a stance, really, on are they down with what is happening, what producers mm -hmm. are doing, the level of manipulation, the level of destruction they're causing emotionally, psychologically on the two leads and everybody else. Or are they adamantly against it? And you, as again, I said, you'll you'll see in our digging deeper some of these clips from clickbait where they're like literally openly defending producers bullying Clayton and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They are making a very clear stance that they support the producers. They support the show. That's obviously who's paying their checks. So they have to. They don't really have a choice. But as we'll get to in, in news of this uh, very episode and as we'll get to in our Digging Deeper, there's a reaction to that stance. The fourth audience is paying attention to this now, also in a way that I don't think has, has really happened before. Yeah. <laughs> there are Instagram comments. There are podcast reviews that are 
they're really, you know, they're on the <laughs> their little their little hints on the battlefield. I really don't know anything about wars. What I'm realizing, I'm trying to come up with a war <laughs> metaphor. I'm like, oh, you know, little turrets on the battlefield. Yeah, little um. <laughs> What is it? The thing that you stay in it that's in the ground, like a big hole, a foxhole, a pit, a foxhole. Yeah. Foxholes, trenches, turrets, as Pace Case is saying. But ultimately, we are, I believe, in a new era of the saucers. And I think that we did accurately predict them. We were talking about the saucers a, a minute ago, like a while ago on this show, that it felt like mm-hmm. they were ramping up. And I feel now we're really in this, this moment where the saucers have claimed every element of Bachelor Nation at this point. Even metaphorically, when you've got Meatball dumping literal sauce all over his body, <laughs> it's like, and I'm not saying that that's like a, an act in the saucers, but like sauce is in the document. Are you serious? I think Meatball putting the sauce on himself is absolutely in the saucers. I don't know exactly where, but... You think producers made him do it? I would... I would say it was probably a collab. <laughs> they definitely approved it. I mean, I guess technically anything you do in the document is a collab with the producers there. If he's making spaghetti for them every night, like, right. It's a collab. I mean, I don't know if it's like truly a sauce wars moment other than it's like literal sauce, but even that is, you know, it's a part of all of this to me anyway, the idea that sauce is lies. Sauce is the narrative that the, producers are spinning that then gets spun out into the official bachelor nation podcast. And you've got a guy dumping literal sauce all over his body. I don't know if we're being actively trolled by the producers or not. It kind of felt like it, but I'm just saying that the, the place we're at as a fandom, as people who cover this show, as well as the players, as well as the producers, the manipulation of the leads, the treatment of the leads derogatorily, by the way, what they did to Clayton Eckerd in the night one of season 19, what they mm-hmm. did to him through his whole season. I think this is now, it's all out in the open. What they're continuing to do on this season. Absolutely. Even by the the nature of the premise of the show this season, by having these two leads mm-hmm. pitted against each other, dating from the same pool, they are, even if it's not overt, they are competing against each other. That has to be the case. But then we see later in the season from the promos, there is going to be some stuff dusted up where they both like the same guy or a guy rejects a rose. So there is that um, implied competition nonetheless. But I think that everyone now, the fourth audience included, is extremely aware of it in a way that it cannot just be easily dismissed. When you've got, like, for example, grocery store Joe just being like, Clayton will be fine. He's a tall guy. It's not bullying. You're seeing now the fourth audience reaction is immediate. Like, no, you're wrong. We see that it is bullying. So I think the ability of the show to spin lies is starting to get diminished. And I firmly believe it's going to help put the game back on the right track. You have to hide the manipulation of the players more. You have to hide the fact that as a producer, you revel in their misery. You have to hide it better like Elon Gale did, (laughs) you know, that's got to come back. I think it'll really depend this season on, you know, we don't know what they're going to do to Windekia this season. I, I'm in a promo. There was sort of an implication that there's going to be an all eggs, one basket moment where everyone has to decide because it's reached this pinnacle point. But I did not like how they edited Rachel Reckia in this past episode. I thought that that was, pitting them against each other completely. Well, it's certainly at the very least making Gabby Wendy look like, oh, I kind of know what I'm doing. And this is a journey where like, if I did have any self-doubt, at least in this past episode, it was what she was talking to Nate about, that she didn't know if she had the capacity to be a mother. And then, oh, I think I do though, because Nate has a kid and I see how much love he gives his daughter. That was kind of her edit. Her obstacle to overcome was this moment of, of self-doubt about being a mother, not about being a bachelorette. That's a bigger concern. It's outside of the show. You don't need to see her become a mother in the context of the game. You know They have so many ITMs of the two of them saying how they feel, and they chose to just put in ones of Rachel Reckia being like, I don't think like I'm worthy of being a bachelorette, basically. And it, look, I understand why Caitlin Bristow was using the big old F word, a little big old F bomb on this one. But I mean, I think that this 
understanding of the game as an edited product that producers are making decisions about who you're going to wind up being, I think more people are aware of that now. And I think that is really, Mm -hmm. I, I believe the legacy of the Sauce Wars is going to be that an awakened fourth audience. It's people talking about it. Yeah, it's the fourth audience finally accepting in a much larger way that this is not true. That what we're watching is what the producers want us to see. And right now, what they want us to see is two women competing against each other for Instagram followers, for the guys they're dating, and they're going to cut it however the fuck they want. And I think people are starting to like get fed up with it. I think that's what Truly, the the moment that we're in in the Sauce Wars is that awakening. I think it's happening. I love it because I think it's going to put the game back on track. I think in the next two years, we're going to see a return to like a Sean Lowe level season. Time will tell. Yes, I agree. I think that the nature of this season is that you have two Bachelorettes. It's inherently going to be the most overproduced season possible. So... But we're also at a point in the game where we have these these giants, these luminary voices, in many cases, ex-players. But there are also commentators that are becoming very important, entrenched in the world of it as well, in a way that like sports was doing in the 30s, 40s, maybe, all the way up until you had cable television releasing ESPN and then it like the the top blew off of it. And now it's mm-hmm. sports coverage is a billion dollar industry unto itself. Forget about the actual sports. Just people talking about it is a giant industry. And I think reality TV is starting to have that happen to it. I think The Bachelor is a huge piece of that. But you have all of these giant players that have taken the platforms the show has given them and used it to continue talking about the show. And now the show is so divisive. It's like, are you down with what's happening to Gabby and Rachel? Or do you think this is fucking bad? And ultimately, as that escalates throughout the course of season 19, all of these players, we're talking about Vial, we're talking about Bristow, Aya Kennedy, anybody who has a big podcast, they're going to have to fall on one side or the other. And the company podcasts aren't going to have a choice because Warner Brothers is going to be like, you know what fucking side you're on, right? You want to keep getting mm-hmm. paid? Then you're on the side we tell you you're on. And so I'm, I'm just curious to watch it all play out. But I think that's where we are with the Sauce Wars is that the fence is gone you can't mm-hmm. sit on it anymore. You got to get on one side of that line or the other. Well, I am very excited to break down all of the podcast clips that we've been talking about above with you on tomorrow's Digging Deeper or this Monday's Digging Deeper. But let's talk about the numbers and the gains that the players of the Windecia season have been getting this week. Are we seeing any kind of growth in the parasocial world. This is... This Week in... Games. We open this week's games as we always do by discussing the ratings for our beloved game this week. The first week of the regular season has shockingly done something that no recent season has. It retained almost 100% of its night one audience. That's right. The largest field of forced nudity players in history managed to pull in a .71 in the demo, which only dropped about 1% from night one, and it even added about 25k total viewers from night one to land at 3 million. While the actual ratings are the lowest they've ever been, our beloved game still won its night... And that retention is incredibly impressive. So congrats to all of the players who are forced to show their genitalia in the name of love. No. What do you mean? I hate when you say that. Genitalia. What would you prefer? Anything. (laughs) (laughs) I'll, I'll think of something else. I'm trying not to be vulgar. I'm trying to be clinical, scientific, you see. I don't think... That is even the clinical term you would say. Genitalia? Genitals? What do you oh. want to call it? Oh. Penises? This is a real mind F. <laughs> Congrats to all the players who were forced to show their bits and pieces in the name of love. Okay. And now let's move on to the crown gains. These are as of today, Thursday, July 21st, since last Thursday, the 14th. We are avidly watching the race to 1 million between Gabby, Wendy, and Rachel Recchia. 
The lovable dingbat Gabby Windy continues to maintain the lead, gaining 27K on Instagram, bringing her to 540K total this week. Rachel Rachel Recchia picked up 15K, bringing her to 389K total. Neither gained much on TikTok, Windy gaining 1.6K, bringing her to 29.7K total, and Recchia gaining 1.2K bringing her to 58.2K total. So Gabby Wendy is continuing to pick up more Instagram followers than Rachel Reckia. Almost double again. It, and that happened in night one as well. So she's putting on uh, a huge lead. She already came into this season with a big lead, and she's just extending it here week by week, it seems like. Who knows what's going to happen in the, the final stretches, though? I do think, as mm-hmm. we're about to talk about victimization, plays a big role in getting giant bumps. So we will see who the bigger victim is and what it looks like for the promos. See, that's why I thought Rekia might have gotten a bigger bump this week for her victimization edit. They didn't really give her a victimization edit, though. Nobody victimized her, you know? The show did. <laughs> well, right, but that's like an unseen force. You know what I mean? She, I think right. when somebody rejects her roses, which is coming up in the next few weeks... That might, I think, give her a, a big bump that week. I think she might actually take the lead, or at least not take the lead overall, but gain more followers than Wendy. And now let's check in on the top five Instagram gains chart for the players of Bachelorette Season 19. The gold medal in gains goes to race car driver Jordan Vandergriff. He gained 16.5K for his swan song exit bump, bringing him to 24.5K followers total. And that's what I'm talking about. He's the only player in this list to have over 10K this week gain. And he got mm-hmm. an execution, a one-on-one day execution. Everybody saw he's a great guy. He played it perfectly. And he got a huge fucking gain because he got victimized. He didn't deserve to get kicked off. Even Rekia was saying like, he's doing everything right and he's here for me and just something feels wrong. She couldn't quite explain it. That is victimization. And he got rewarded for it. The silver medal in gains goes to Nate Mitchell. He gained 9,530 followers, bringing him to 11.4K total. This is a person who got a rose on his one-on-one date, coming in well under the person who got executed. And the person who was having the most 4TR date with Gabby Windy, who picked up those huge gains. The bronze medal in gains goes to Tino Franco. He gained 2.1K, bringing him to 6.9K followers total. Fourth place goes to Avon Jones. He gained 1,422 new followers, bringing him to 6K total. And rounding out the top five is Tyler Norris. He gained 1.1K, bringing him to 6.8K followers total. Now for the top five total Instagram chart. (laughs) Yes. I'll let you do the first one. <clears throat> Sitting high atop his throne is magician Robert Roby Sobieski holding that lead with 35K total. Someone not even in the game is still holding the lead. Jordan Vandergriff jumped to second place this week with 24.5K total. Also not in the game anymore. And third place. Finally, we've got an active player. Nate Mitchell rose to third with (laughs) 11.4K total. Quincy Williams dropped to fourth place at 9.4K total. And rounding out the top five is Chris Austin, who was somehow granted a pretty decent bump this week for his strange villain play and early elimination. He's got 8.7K in fifth place. And for the top five TikTok chart, it is unchanged since last week. We only had 10 players TikToks. We got a few more this week. And that's Tyler Norris, Nate Mitchell, Ethan Kang, Quincy Logan, and Hayden. Number one is still Alec Garza. He holds on to first at 22.5K TikTok followers. Second place is Matt LeBaugh, 15.7K. Chris Austin in third at 8.9K. And those young twins. Justin and Joey still at fourth and fifth place with 6K. I don't know. I don't know what to say about all this. Uh, You know, it's early in the season still. We usually don't see big gains for any players until we start getting around the playoff Mm -hmm. area. But, you know, there is talk about is the Instagram era over? Are influencers not getting the numbers that they used to? Mm, I don't know. I think by the end of this, we're going to see... I think both Bachelorettes might get a million. I think Gabby definitely is going to. Mm-hmm. And so once we see the leads cracking a million, I feel like that's 
like it always has been, basically. I predict one million for Gabby Wendy, eight hundred K for Rachel Recchia. Interesting. We also we're not seeing the rookies getting into TikTok, which is where the people who were using Instagram have navigated to. They're on TikTok now. But we did see a couple good TikTok plays this week that we will get to. Indeed. But before we get to those, we got to talk to you about all those tids that are fit to print. This is... Bachelor Nation News. First up in Bachelor Nation News, Bachelor Season 24 and BIP Season 7 veteran Deandra Canoe has recently been linked to Bachelorette Season 18 right winner and master of the charm and its playstyle, Nate Olakoya. On an Instagram Live. I like this this gossip accent you have. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to put some intrigue into it. Uh, on an Instagram Live last Wednesday, Ivan Hall caught up with Canoe and insinuated that Olakoya might be her type. And despite Canoe feigning ignorance at Hall's remark, she was spotted in attendance at Olakoya's 28th birthday bash earlier this month. Furthermore, Canoe appeared to be wearing Olakoya's chain necklace. That same weekend, Michelle Young, Olakoya's ex fiance, unfollowed him across all social media platforms. Although we have no conclusive proof of an official relationship status, it seems that all signs are pointing to an Olu Kanuya union. Do you like what I did there? About to be unveiled to the public. Mm. Whatever mm. their official status is or isn't, we wish them both well. Look, I will say this for what it's worth. I saw them together the last time I was in Minneapolis, and I haven't seen them together this time. Who, Canoe and Ilkoya? Nate and Michelle. Oh. Well, yeah, I don't think they'll ever be together. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues. Uh, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, it has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills. You know, the the whole premise of life is, is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake, and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire. Then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Clues, it is springtime. It is the off season. It mm. is gore girl summer. The weather's getting warmer. Thank true. Dark Lord Palmer. And it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls, and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like Clues, who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. <gasps> I'm a source boy, Quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. <laughs> Just call me Quinced. King Quinces, Okay. they call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince King yourself or Quince Queen. Go to Quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. Clues. 
Mm-hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect T-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect T-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long-sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in onyx. That's kind of a dark black color. And the cotton jersey long-sleeve t-shirt in kyanite, which is kind of like a blue-green. And they're both so comfortable. It's basically like you are wearing nothing. Great for free spirit types. Well, for all the free spirits out there right now, you can shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes XXS through 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's Skims. There again. Up next in Bachelor Nation news, the queen of Bachelor Live on stage and the big body trash can have officially moved into their first home together just a month after Kufrin proposed to the former villain of Bachelorette season 18. Kufrin announced she and Jacobs's new domicile via Instagram with a multi-slide main grid post captioned, officially homeowners, house emoji. Tommy is my new roommate and Minnow and Leo are our new tenants. Let's fill this home with so many laughs, meals, memories, and maybe a couple babies. We wish the couple luck and happiness in their cohabitation endeavors. Clickbait is in the news this week. After rendering their pro-Vial views in the Nick Vial, Katie Thurston saga and their pro-producer views in the night one Clayton bashing incident, fans of the show (laughs) have taken to the comment section to let their voices be heard, and their voices are not happy. A tidal wave of one-star reviews and admonishments for their seemingly supportive stances on producer bullying and the hypocritical nature of Vial's statements have surfaced. We will, of course, be covering their exact statements and how they fit into the escalating sauce wars on this coming Monday's Digging Deeper, which you do not want to miss. Until then, we wish the hosts of Clickbait luck in navigating the turbulent waters of the Bachelor Nation podcast seas. I'm not Obviously, if you listen to this show at all, you know that we try to expose the truth and discuss the truth and all this stuff. And I know that those Bachelor Nation podcasts don't do that at all. That being said, I do think they have a tough job. And yes, they're getting paid to do the job and all that stuff. But some grace for clickbait. (laughs) You heard it here, folks. First. Wow. (laughs) Grace. The only word worse than genitalia. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm just saying, like, (laughs) I know they're doing what they have to do and what the producers are telling them to do. No, I know they are, too. I would never leave a podcast review that wasn't five stars. I would just go. I would just neglect to review. Same. But I do think the fourth audience's displeasure with how they've been handling themselves recently. I just was reading through some of their comments. I encourage anybody to read through the comments. Don't leave them one star reviews or anything like that. I don't think it like necessarily helps anyone, but uh, you might be thoroughly entertained by some of the ones that have already been left. Oh, no. there's, there's some real fucking funny ones. But yeah, people seem to uh, not be happy at all. And it's not just like three or four bad reviews. It's like all of them. All of them. It's It was mind-blowing. The nation moves fast. <laughs> God, I couldn't fucking believe it. It was just like, holy shit, holy shit. I had to scroll down like, I don't know, probably a solid 20 seconds of scrolling down until I found one that was not a one-star review. It was intense. But good luck to the clickbait hosts because as much as we talk about clickbait and we say that they're company podcasts and all this stuff, I am entertained by clickbait. I have to admit this. (laughs) I am entertained by your Grocery store impressions. <laughs> like a grocery store. <laughs> but maybe the sauce wars are going to be fought with stars. Who knows? Could be. Well, I'm, you know, I'm very excited to see how all of this plays out. Big congratulations, though, go out to Bachelorette Season 15 ring winner Jed Wyatt and his longtime girlfriend, Ellen Decker. 
They got engaged this past Sunday. Wyatt was vilified by producers and mainstream Bachelor Nation coverage outlets at the conclusion of his season and further silenced by legal threats from producers on the verge of releasing his own podcast to set the record straight last year. We're glad to see that the turmoil he experienced in our beloved game is behind him and he's moving on to the next chapter of his life with his person. And finally, in Bachelor Nation news, once you achieve full Dark Lord status, one wedding is not enough to satisfy you. At least (laughs) that's what it seems like for current Dark Lord Jesse Palmer, who recently got married for a second time to his already wife, Emily Fardo. The couple eloped in Connecticut roughly two years ago, but opted to tie the knot again last week in Provence, France. Is it any coincidence that just after this unholy union took place for a second time, the entire continent of Europe succumbed to the most devastating heat wave in the region's history? What? (laughs) I'm not saying these are related, but I'm not saying they're not. Is it a coincidence? I am guessing that it is. You had a sitting dark lord visit your continent to get married basically for show they're already married this was just a a big ceremony for like friends and family because they eloped the first time i know but that's what you're hating on them for having a wedding i'm not hating on anyone he's a happily married man maybe he just wants to celebrate that fact with his closest loved ones get married three times four times i don't care get married however many times you want i'm just saying a sitting dark lord visits that continent has a second marriage, and then seemingly hell erupts on Earth in that location. I'm not saying these are related. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just reporting the two facts that happened simultaneously. It's so interesting when Bachelor Nation news segment becomes Conspiracy Town. This is the wrong segment, Clues. Look, everything is Conspiracy Town for me, okay? You understand? You're like, I, conspiracy town population one, yeah. always. No, <laughs> I don't think these things are related. I was just trying to make a joke, but I don't want to make light of the current heat wave in Europe that is like fucking devastating everyone. And, uh, you know, it ain't good. Nonetheless, Mm-mm. the Dark Lord is now married for a second time to the same person. We wish him and his bride a happy life. We got to start getting into her social media. I haven't really looked at it. <laughs> Me either. I'll put that on my to-do list. Look at Dark Lord's wife's social media. Okay, got it. The worst thing to happen to you, you get added to Bachelor Clues' to-do list. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? And and now for the (laughs) segment where we discuss all the goings-ons in the world on our phones on our iPads, on our Apple Watches. This is... The Parasocial Play, 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 Play of the Week. It should shock no one, but the sauce wars are also alive and well in the parasocial world. Parasocial powerhouse Katie Thurston celebrated all the fallout from the past week of firing up the Nick Vial and the clickbait crew. She posted an image of her sunbathing on a boat in Cabo with the caption, just me waiting for my proceeds from all the content generated around my 60-second thoughts. In a response to our comment on this post, Katie replied, fuck the sauce. This post has 20.4K likes and 235 comments. Love to see a strong tea player just out there making it known exactly (laughs) where she stands in the sauce war. Speaking of the sauce wars, sauce wars frontline player Blake Horseman, a.k.a. Belakai, posted a short video of an incredible interaction he and Gianna Gibelli had at Stagecoach. In it, they chat with Bachelor fans and 4 million club member Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, as well as manager to the stars Scooter Braun, in it, they discuss the villain edit from Baylock High's Paradise season regarding Stagecoach, as well as the parasocial union of him dating Love is Blind star and 2 million club member Giannina Gibelli via All-Star Shore. It's a great video. Anna Redman, face player extraordinaire, took control of the narrative on TikTok this week. She po- posted a short video to the 
very popular boys finale meme of her laughing and the caption reads me realizing I can flip the narrative people have about me by using TikTok to showcase my real personality and humor. This post has 15, this post has 218.8 K views and 15,000 likes. I just finished the boys. So I was very happy about this pair of social play. Oh, the boys is so good. Best show on TV. It's so good. It's unreal. It's Yeah. We reported last week that we only had TikTok accounts for 10 rookie Windekia players and that we were disappointed with this season's offerings. We had several players join this week and a couple real contenders. Rookie Ethan Kang joined TikTok this week and posted two fantastic videos. One shows him putting his hand over his face with the caption, 12-year-old me would have lost it over who we get to date now. Then he shows a bunch of his childhood photos and shots of him on The Bachelorette. The post garnered 129.5K views. In his second offering, he captions it, trying to shoot my shot with the Bachelorette. Her boyfriend's picture of the season 19 players. Her ex, sultry pickup Clayton. Her dad, disappointed photo of Tony. Her first rose, shirtless Mario. This pose <laughs> has 36.1K views. Congrats to Kang on this astounding launch into the TikTok game. At Ethan Kang 1, we can't wait to see what you do over the rest of your time in game. We also saw some strong plays on Instagram this week. After he played his package deal to Gabby Windy on the show, Nate Mitchell posted a reel of him braiding his daughter's hair with the caption, normalize men doing hair hashtag braids. The reel has 25.2K views. Jordan Vandergriff posted a two-slide swan song exit post to Rachel Rachel Reckia on Instagram after being eliminated this week, and the post garnered 13K likes. All of these were strong plays, but there can only be one winner. Our parasocial play of the week goes to Wendekia rookie John Anderson. Before he was eliminated on Monday night's big game, John Anderson played his own multiple-part PTC on Instagram at jandy double underscore two zero in a four slide post. He assembled pictures from his life leading up to the bachelorette. The caption reads, here's something to get y'all prepared for week two tonight. Many of you don't know much about me other than I'm bad with names. So I want to share the experiences that have made me, me the date January 24th has a significant impact on my life. January 24th, 2006, I was diagnosed with leukemia. I was given chemo every day for about four years. It was a tough battle. Not only for me, but my family and friends too. I've been cleared for 12 years now. I'm healthier than I've ever been. January 24th, 2018, he broke his leg in three different areas and developed some mental health issues. January 24th, 2019, his mom was admitted to rehab who was dealing with alcoholism and she's been sober for three years now. January 24th, 2022, he says he was reached out to be the bachelorette and was super nervous from the attention of the spotlight. I would say I'm a pretty guarded person, but I thought this was important to share. Treat people with kindness because everybody has something they're dealing with, whether you can see it or not, etc. Control the controllable and let God do his work. Remember, it's not a bad life, just a bad day. And it is a emoji of a man with his shrugging arms. This post has 2K likes, 110 comments, and for us was incredibly moving. It also offers insight into an element of production. Anderson either thought they would air a PTC he played that night or he knew they wouldn't air it and posted it to his parasocial page as his swan song exit post instead. Even if you have a PTC that is as strong as Anderson's, it's not guaranteed to make the edit and social media is a great place to supplement your journey. We thank Anderson for opening up like this and wish we had seen more of his time in game. I love that he includes being cast on the bachelorette in a list that is diagnosed with leukemia, broke leg in three places, mother goes into rehab for alcoholism, and then the bachelor. In my mind, it is equally traumatic. He might not have known it yet. You think it was traumatic for him? He's going home week two? No, I mean, he sees it as a positive, obviously. But uh, (laughs) just in that list, I'm like, these are four very strong PTCs. I mean, I just, I really liked that it, kind of implies that it's going to be in the show. Oh, yeah, of course. And then it's not. There are so many PTCs that get played that we never see in the document. And the reason they do that 
is because they're building a narrative for other players. They just don't care about anyone else's PTC unless it's going to, in some way, play into a one-on-one, play into a late-season run, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, I think social media is really the only recourse a lot of players have with their PTCs to get it out there. Because right now is when the most people are looking at your social media. It's like right when you get kicked off or as you're kind of climbing up in the mm-hmm. game in the document. So congratulations. A great parasocial play. It's also an argument. It's an argument for loading it with other players. Totally. Or with the leads or with anybody. I mean, mm-hmm. the producers obviously knew it uh, and chose to just right. cut it out of the show. But now let's move on to some of those parasocial plays that the non-humans are making. We're talking about those creatures of the nation. Gabby Wendy posted her pup on Instagram stories wearing sunglasses with a little caption that says, who wore it better? <laughs> Which is so fucking cute. <laughs> Becca Tilly and best friend Tanya showed off two puppies in matching BFF scarves. Also very cute. But there can be only one winner of the Parasocial Creature of the Week award. And this week it goes to a veteran of the Parasocial Creature game, Nate Olakoya's pup, Percy. Nate dropped a seven-slide main grid post on a recent trip to Los Angeles. Percy is featured in three of the slides that show Olakoya and his dog standing in the middle of a palm tree-lined street with the caption, just a dude and his pup loving these Cali palms, palm tree emoji. Also, please do yourself a favor and check out my friend at Vera Meat page for some really awesome handmade jewelry. Woman owned as well. Congrats to Percy on another stellar win and to Vera Meat, who we have also collaborated with on some gore jewelry which you can find at veramete.com. Congrats to everyone involved. This was great. Percy's very cute. As always. And now for the portion of our program where we dive very deep down into the pit to deliver our darkest dreams about our perhaps unhealthy relationship with the television program The Bachelor. This is... Screams from the Pit! My scream is, I don't know if you know this, but I'm in young country. I do know that. What? What do you mean young country? Like a bunch (laughs) of young people? No. Michelle Young country. I'm in Minneapolis, Minnesota. That's what you mean. The home home of our crown from the north, Michelle Young. You're not in the the young, young twins country, Justin and Joey? I have a feeling they are not Minnesotan. The young twins are from Brookfield, Connecticut. But I'm I'm in Minneapolis where Michelle Young is from. And the last time I was here, I went to a Vikings game and I was in Viking Stadium and Michelle and Nate came out and they did a little gave out roses to some of the cheerleaders or something and I was like okay am I going to see Michelle Young again in this second time I'm here and I was like that seems maybe that's too unlikely and so I on July 4th I went on a boat and drove I didn't stop at this island but there's a big party island where I was getting a tour and there everyone like connects their boats together and parties and it's called big island Mm. in the middle of lake minnetonka and then i see on twitter later that michelle young comments that she was at big island i she comments on this video that does like a drone footage over the partying she says like 20 bucks to whoever can pick me out. So she was there. I might have driven past her. Oh, my God. You were sharing the same air. Again. As a crown. That's fantastic. Maybe you have some kind of special powers to just, you're always going to be in the vicinity. Always in the vicinity. (laughs) I don't know. It's not nothing. Maybe we're just, we're just two very cool young people, you know, so we tend to go to the same places. Yeah, that could be. I'll buy it. <laughs> Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 
15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is gonna feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor viewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. <laughs> Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura Frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabooli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. Cute. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things and I need an easy install. And oh. this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. <gasps> what was your scream? Who did you share air with this week? no one hmm. that's how i like to do it classic share with myself <laughs> here in my location no this is my scream this week are you ready <clears throat> mm -hmm. <clears throat> hey ro bro and joe 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 they met on a reality show show Will they last? We may never know, no. Spawn con life, it never moves slow, though. Hey, Ro, bro, and Joe, 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 Joe. 
They met on a reality show show. Will they last? We may never know, no. Spawn con life, it never moves slow, though. I woke up with that in my head on Wednesday. It ain't left it. It's just playing on a fucking loop again and again and again and again and again. I have no idea how to get out of my head. I tried to write some music to it. Usually when I have little melodies or songs in my head, I have to like create them. I have to make them. I can't for the fucking life of me get the beat right or anything. It's just that repeated singing. Hey, Robo and Jojo, Jojo, Joe. Oh, God. Look, it's very catchy. Okay. Well, if anybody out there wants to do anything with it... And trenchant, you know? A-Robro and Jojo, they're always in the news lately. I'm not <laughs> saying that they are, that it's relevant in any way. I'm just saying if anybody out there wants to do anything with it to make a little song out of it, those are the lyrics. A-Robro and Jojo, Jojo, Joe, they met <laughs> on a reality <laughs> show show. Will they last? We may never know, no. Spawn con life, it never moves slow, though. That's the whole thing. And you just repeat that again and again and again and again until you go crazy. I love when your screams are songs. It's beautiful because it's like your scream is actually like creating an opposite scream for others, like a beautiful enjoyment moment. Yeah, sometimes screams can be musical. A giggle. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Well, happy to supply a giggle. Is a giggle the opposite of a scream? Uh, I think a whimper is the opposite of a scream. No. A yawn, maybe? Is that the opposite of a scream? Yeah, maybe the opposite of a scream is just silence. Could be. Sound off in the comments. <laughs> we are not about to have any silence here. We have one more scream. If you join us in the bottom of the pit by going to patreon.com slash game of roses, you will get access to our Discord. And if you have access to our Discord, you can submit your own one minute or under scream and we play some of the uh, most screamy screams right here. And today, we have a scream that is brought to you by Kristen Cuso. That is the username. We are going to play it for you now. Hello, Pitt. My name is Kristen. And my name is Charlie. And today is our one-year wedding anniversary. Last year, we eloped and signed our marriage documents with just a couple close friends and family, but then we decided we wanted to have a friends-only wedding ceremony that would not be safe for parents to attend. During this wedding ceremony, we decided to include vows for one another. Since we are both in the pit, I thought it was only appropriate to add a bachelor quote to my vows. So during my vows, I said to Kristen, as the great Katie Thurston once said, you are the paint that colors my world. Except I totally fucked that up and ended up saying something along the lines of, you are the painting of my world, or something like that. Everyone was laughing and thought it was hilarious, but I couldn't get over the fact that Charlie was trying to quote this deep cut of Katie and Justin on a one-on-one -on -one fake wedding ceremony date. And in that moment, I knew Charlie was my forever ring winner. The pit provides. Thank you. This is maybe the cutest scream I've ever heard. Well, I will say this about it. Love to hear a scream... That involves putting a bachelor quote or any any element of bachelor fandom, incorporating it into one of the most important moments of your life. We've definitely heard <laughs> people trying to get jobs, which is like, those are important moments. Uh, every once in a while, you hear one like this, put it in your vows or whatever. I got to say, though, Charlie, you may want to look out if Kristen is only realizing at the moment of you saying your vows that you're her forever ring winner. That's a little late in the game, in my opinion. I think she should have realized that and accepted that you are the forever ring winner <laughs> upon <laughs> acceptance of the proposal. That's my mm. firm belief. But nonetheless, at least she's come around now. And all it took was misquoting a deep cut Katie Thurston quote from her season of The Bachelorette. I love that it's such a deep Katie Thurston quote. I was like, what are the most popular Katie Thurston quotes there are? I was like, oh, there's, I'm not going to sit here and let mean girls be mean girls. That would have been an interesting thing to include in your vows. <laughs> I would have liked to have heard a little. And do you, Charlie, take Kristen to be your lawfully wedded wife? It depends on who you wind up being. That would have been a great time to use that, I think. Any kind of GSJ, I any think, grocery store quotes. I think I taught... Uh, a standee pulling out the purple vibrator. That would be, you know, iconic Thurston. Right. 
that would have been Kristen pulling it out and being like, guess I don't need this anymore. And that instead of the uh, bouquet, you toss that. I thought this was at the cool ceremony that can have vibrators, yeah. no parents. I mean, I guess there's a lot of things that can be done, but uh, kudos to Kristen and Charlie. I think any couple that is willing to incorporate deep fandom of our beloved game, again, into this super important moment in your life, one of the most important that you'll ever have, I commend this because it's not mm-hmm. only showing each other that your love is based almost completely on fandom of The Bachelor, but it's showing your entire family and friends that as well. It's letting them know that the basis mm-hmm. of your relationship is the greatest sport that has ever been created. I mean, I have friends who have done this. Johanna did this, <laughs> but they met at a Bachelor or got to know each other through a Bachelor viewing party. I imagine it would be hard for my vows to not have The Bachelor in it, but... <laughs> oh, please. Pace case. Pace case. <laughs> I mean, you have to get married by a dark lord. <laughs> by a dark lord. Yeah. Huh, which one guess which one I prefer? Yeah, I know which one you prefer. I mean, probably. Do I? Which one do you prefer? <laughs> I think Palmer. I'm not. Interested. Do you prefer Palmer? I think Palmer, obviously. There look, I know Dark Lord Harrison is disgraced. I know everything that has happened to him obviously. Nonetheless, he carries with him a lot of dark weight. A lot of dark power still in him. Dark Lord Palmer is comes off so for TRR, like innocent to me, like kind of mm. jovial. Absolutely, I think he'd be a great officiant. I wonder what he charges. Let me put a little something on my to-do list. Are you gonna get married? No. <laughs> okay, well, those were <laughs> our screams. Those that was our scream from our Discord pit, which we love to love to hear from. These are, you know, they're high-level screams. And this one was very cute, wholesome. Absolutely. It's about as wholesome as it gets. A pit wedding. You are the paint that colors my world. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for this week in Bachelor Nation. We hope you've enjoyed it. And again, look out for that Digging Deeper that's going to be out Monday. I think... I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle it. Like, I'm already losing my mind just thinking about the clips that we're going to be talking about. I don't know what's Mm going to happen when I actually listen to them and talk about them. Yeah, I might have to record the video of that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there will probably be a video of that as well. By the way, there is a video of this week's big game breakdown on Patreon as well. Indeed. So go there. Check it out if you feel so inclined. And until Monday, as always, what is that dwab at? It has been 7,424 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then 